Hi, it's Raymond G with the Holistic Health Hotline. We're going to talk about sex. Sex and sexuality and spirituality and the mind-body-spirit connection to sex and what that has to do with holistic health. <coughs> Excuse me. Sitting outside, it's about 96 degrees still. No, it's not. 77, I think, with the humidity. It's about 85, and you can hear all of the tree, cricket, tree, tre- um, tree toads and crickets and everything outside the windows. Um, great weather down here. Swam in a saltwater pool. I'm getting a water maker that makes uh, water out of air, and um, I'm going in the hot tub a little while that's got our pure water from our pure water systems in it, and I'm feeling great, so my body's cleaning out from the day. Um, Anyway, sex and sexuality. I'm getting pretty tired, as are many of my friends, of getting these spam emails about making your appendages larger, like they think that we're all men, number one. But I started thinking about that, and I said, you know, what is it that men believe, and women now believe, um, that the penis has to be twice as big and twice as long, or much bigger than that even, than what it is naturally? Why are we searching for that? And I asked some people, I said, you know, what is it? Why does everybody think that this is the way to go, that sex will be better if this man has his super large penis? Um, and for those of you who have children listening to this, I don't think I'm going to say anything that's too wrong, so you don't have to worry about it too much. But um, the emails are, have really aggravated me, and, and I started thinking about why I'm aggravated, and I said, okay, ask the questions. And what people said to me was, well, why would men want larger penises or believe that they need them? Um, does that come from women, or does it come from men? And I'm not sure the answer to that, because in my day, when I was young, uh, women still saw sex as kind of sacred. And it obviously is, because when people are in the bedroom, they say, oh my God, don't they? Or, oh God, oh God, oh God. They don't say, oh devil, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, So they, they, they keep it sacred in some ways. And we also saw sex as a procreation tool. That, that we see in nature all the time. That birds, I see the birds out here, we have all kinds of baby birds out here. Um, all the animals do their little mating instinct thing to procreate the way they're supposed to, once a year, sometimes twice a year, um, to, to make the next generation of them. And that's what sex is for. You also see many of the females running away from the males saying, you know what, I really don't want this right now. Even though it's instinctual to procreate, that you don't have to be um, having sex with me, humping me, jumping me, doing whatever you're doing to me all the time just because you feel like it. That's not what I'm here for. Um, so when we talk about these emails about this extension of the penis and the growth of the penis and, and all of these chemicals that men are taking to to um, stop their sexual dysfunction or what they believe to be their sexual dysfunction, it is appalling to me. Now, you know, there's a reason that the, the penis doesn't get erect. It's not because... Um, uh, you need a new drug to help you do that. It's the same kind of reason when women don't get pregnant or if women aren't getting periods or uh, whatever. There's an underlying reason for that. Some of it is spiritual. Uh, you're not supposed to be concentrating on sex. You're not supposed to be obsessed with the sexual part of your body. Um, the chakra that is is down in that area of the body is our our 
the chakra that says we need to survive is a survival chakra. And we're all, all stuck in there somehow. We think sex is the only way to go and that sex is power. Well, when you think about this enlarged penis, and a large penis that is inserted into a vagina is going to stretch the vagina and make that opening larger. And now, the larger the opening, the more void there is within that opening. So you have men who are trying to gain power through larger penises, believing that women want them to have that power over them. And then women saying, yes, they want that man to have that, that power to make me more of a void, to make my body um, stretch in ways it's not supposed to so that I have these openings that, that contain nothing, that they're not supposed to do that. But metaphorically what's happening is women also telling men and men telling each other that we need more power. Now that means that people are feeling powerless. If you feel that you need more power, you are feeling powerless. And what is causing this powerlessness? All of our media is causing this powerlessness. I don't care if it's uh, the podcast. I talked to the guys who own Potomatic um, a few days ago about some issues, and they told me that there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of podcasts on Potomatic. I happen to be in the top 1% for anybody who cares, but... Um, but uh, many, many of the podcasts and videos on YouTube and uh, radio shows and music, all of that that we have our children listening to and our, our grandchildren listening to, are obsessed with sex. It's all just sex. And aren't you tired of it? Aren't you getting just a little tired of every movie, every video, every song that comes out having to do with sex? There used to be sexuality. And I'm not saying that in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that people didn't have music that that <clears throat> connoted sex, that was talking about sex. Sex is a, a basic um, thing that we do as human beings, from especially from puberty to menopause. But it's there for a reason. It's there for pleasure, of course, but it's mostly there for procreation. And we've turned it into this thing where, oh, we don't want it to be a dirty word anymore. We're not going to make it sacred anymore. So now everybody should do it all the time to anybody they feel like and in, ever, in any way they feel like for as long as they feel like. And the hell with everything else. <laughs> and and um, it, to me, I mean, what happened to the spirituality? What happened to the mind-body-spirit connection? The body responding to what the mind is thinking and the spirit is believing in another person. If you are loving, if you are in love, if you make that 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 one step that takes you over the edge towards that person and you are totally in love with them, you will feel lustful because being in love with them is a reflection of being in love with ourselves and we want to to recreate who we are with that other person. And um and, and so sex, which is instinctual and God-given, um, becomes a focus point and a focal point. And it's, it's, you should have sex with this person because you want to and because you are creating a union between two people. Well, that union usually causes another person. And that's, that's what that's there for, that you want to create another person when you are united with someone in mind, body, and spirit. You don't want to be just having sex all the time. Now, that sounds Catholic, doesn't it? A lot of Catholicism, Catholicism says 
don't have sex abstain unless you're having children and then make sure you don't use birth control so that if you are having sex that you do have children and you become responsible for bringing them up, which is a whole other subject about the responsibility of, of child rearing these days. And what's going on? You see that story about the girls in Massachusetts. Um, there's two sides of the story now. The original story was that there was a pact that they would all get pregnant and bring up the children together. So they had this little commune of 14-year-olds bringing up babies. Um, and they went out and found a homeless man and, and others to get them pregnant. So 17, uh, maybe it's 22 now at the last count, but 17 young girls, 14, 15 years old, got pregnant at this one school. Well, I tell you what, my day, if you got pregnant, you were really scorned. <laughs> that meant that you were a slut. And in, in my mind today, all the women who are out there giving away their power, giving away their spirit, without that connection, without um, understanding the sacredness of, of giving their bodies to somebody else, they are sluts. They're, they're just being um, very male-identified, actually. Men, you know, and, and all you guys out there who are my fans, and I have so many male fans, <laughs> I'm almost afraid of this podcast, so I don't want to get the emails, but you know, you know that you think with other parts of your body sometimes that you shouldn't be thinking with, and, and <clears throat> this is, it is in your mind. It is a mind-body-spirit thing. Um, being a massage therapist, I was working on somebody once, a man, at a, um, a spa who came in the first day and of course I was very therapeutic in my massage that's all we ever do is therapeutic massage and he said he asked me he said what is it when I go into get a massage why do I feel aroused and I said because you're thinking that you're supposed to be because you are naked on a table under a sheet and you have somebody touching your body and you think that you're supposed to perform, number one, and it is natural and, and perfectly ex expected of you if you're getting touched in your naked to be a performing male, so you naturally get aroused. And I said, what you need to do is change your mind. You need to go through this whole thing in your head and say, what am I doing? Why do I think this is sexual? It's not. And that sex is a special thing. It's a sacred thing. And then I shouldn't be doing this whenever somebody touches me or I look at somebody or whatever. So he he kind of agreed with that, and um, he came back in the very next day. And the very next day we had a similar conversation, but he understood it better. And the third day he came back, and he said, you know what, I finally get it. And, and he actually enjoyed the therapeutic massage because he wasn't thinking of it as something that was sensual and therefore sexual, that men can have sensuality without sexuality. And they, they didn't get taught that. Many men, many boys don't get taught that. That you can that you can touch and hug and be close to someone and not have to have sex. So many women in my lives have divorced their husbands because they couldn't even, you know, change their clothes in a, in a space where their husbands might see them because right away that meant sex. If they were exposing themselves to the husband, so therefore they should have sex, and whether they wanted it or not. And so they would cry through it and eventually leave these guys. And guys, guess what? That's what's going to happen. Right now, it's all fun and games, and everybody's having a good time, or actually many women are trying to pretend that they're having a good time. And uh, when they finally get a hold of themselves and they realize that, you know, they're giving away their power, they're giving away their bodies, they're actually losing part of their spirituality because they're giving up this physical act when they don't spiritually feel like that's where they want to be, then guess, 
the next step is to not physically be where you don't want to be either, so they leave you. And we have a very high divorce rate, a very high breakup ratio um, among couples. We have people who are trying these creative ways, and I, I hate these therapists on Oprah and these people who write these books. It's like, oh, you know, women should be just as lustful as men and blah, blah, blah. Could they identify with men? You don't need to be. Women don't have to be identified with men. They were sacred and they're special and they're unique because they're attached to and connected to the earth and Mother Earth and the moon. And men are connected to the sky and um, they don't have to be like men. They don't have to want sex all the time. And men don't have to want sex all the time either. And you don't need bigger penises. There's not a woman I know anyway. And I know women from my kids all the way up to my, you know, grandmothers that... <clears throat> I can't, I can't name one who will say to me, yes, I think that this is important that men have bigger penises. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, and I know hundreds, thousands, and I have not heard one yet say, I agree that this is what should happen because women get more satisfied that way. Women get satisfied emotionally and spiritually more than physically. And, and if you really think about women out there, your sex lives, it's when you are being treated like you are the most special person in the world that you enjoy sex the most, not when you're being treated like the biggest receptacle or when somebody's taken Viagra and they can, you know, have sex with you for four hours straight, whether it hurts you or not. Um, it's we got to start changing the way we're thinking about this because all of our children are seeing all these things. And when I was a child, I don't think I knew what sex was, of course, when I was 8 or 10 years old, but many kids today do. I I did what most kids do. I walked into my parents by mistake and had no idea what they were doing. And, of course, they were they were pretty uh, upset and, and embarrassed about the whole thing, and I got yelled at and, and um, I don't know, maybe put in a corner or something. I don't think I ever got talked to about it, but eventually I started figuring out what it all was. And then I was like, wow, why were they doing that when I was right next door in the other bedroom? Or why were they doing that when they knew I could walk in? Or the other part of me was, so what's the big deal? You know, if you're trying to make another baby, if you're enjoying yourself that way, then um, why are you so ashamed of it or why are you so embarrassed about it? So there's a lot of back and forth stuff that goes on, and all of you who are listening to this part, of, you know, a little part of you might be a little embarrassed, the other part is a little angry because you're like, well, that's, you know, that's crazy, I want to have sex when I want to have sex, and everybody loves sex, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it, the facades that we put on for each other in so many ways um, come out later. And for all of you who are between the ages of 20 and 40, you'll half listen to what I'm saying and say that it's not true, and then about 20 years from now you'll say, damn it, it was. Um, we need to look at sex as the reason that it's here and look around at nature. You have a lot of animals, especially the male animals, that will hump anything. Um, when it's mating season. When it's not mating season, they leave the females alone. Now, what does that tell you? That they're just having a good time all the time or that they are using sex in their limited ways as animals to connect spiritually, to procreate, to recreate who they are so that they populate the earth and, and their generations of their species go on. 
it's not this hop in, in the back and, and go live together and have sex all the time and make sure that you woo the girl so that you can have sex with her and live with her for a while and she can pay half the bills. That's not what life is about, not at all. And we are totally obsessed with it everywhere we go, everywhere. Whether I don't care what you're reading, even the newspaper is obsessed with sex. Every advertisement, every... Um, and, and there's subtle messages. I don't care if you know if you're looking at a car commercial. You'll see sexuality within the car commercial because sex sells. I've written several books, and they're not all holistic health books. I mean, I write, whole, I write um, historical novels, and I write screenplays. And every single time I'm told, where's the sex? You need more sex. You need more sex. Sex is what sells. And I just say, no, you know what? Their lives weren't revolving around sex, and so I'm not going to make them revolve around sex. That's not what they did. Um, I just finished a screenplay about Hap Arnold, who was the general of the Air Force. And um, a damn good screenplay, by the way, and uh, could probably very well get options for a film. We'll see. But um, in, in just studying his life and looking at what was going on, you know, he had five children, but he had five children. He wasn't home or, or meeting his wife in a thousand places just to have sex, and he wasn't screwing around at work, and he didn't have affairs. And, um, you know, he wasn't doing what guys today do. And he's the kind of man who could build the Air Force, you know, from and go through two wars and, and uh, manage to do what he did because he wasn't obsessed with sex all the time. We can't find people to do their jobs the way they're supposed to do their jobs. We can't get the kind of service that we think we need. I had to put in um, a cable service and talk to 2,000 customer service people, most of whom were men, and I could talk until I was blue in the face. They didn't understand what I was saying. It was as if they weren't, they didn't have any ears. They couldn't hear the sentences because, first of all, they're being spoken by a woman, and women are, women are stupid, okay, in men's minds. And um, the second thing is, is that they're so focused on other things all the time, on computers and, and their iPods and their um, their, their um, Bluetooth watch jiggers and I mean just, you know, they're sending IMs and looking at videos and YouTubes and doing all this stuff all the time that when they finally have a conversation with someone, they can't hear them. They can't hear the words. Now, if I was talking about sex, they'd hear everything. They'd be ready to answer right away. Um, that's still not listening, by the way. Being ready to answer is not listening. But, but I couldn't get anything through to them. And it, finally, if I started using some of the words that, that people use now as adjectives and verbs and, every, and everything else that you can think of, F-words, okay? If I started using those words, all of a sudden, their ears perked up. And, and it's like, oh, now you're being rude. It's, no, I'm not being rude. You're not listening to me. That's rude. <laughs> okay? But they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. I had another uh, client um, show up to see a colleague of mine and, and say something about uh, his his uh, penis, that next time I do a massage, I'm just going to make sure he does something that makes it look like you know, it's erect. And it's like, she says, well, why would you do that? That's supposed to be funny. Why is that funny? You know? And it's not funny. There's nothing funny about any of that stuff where you make sex. First of all, you degrade grade sexuality to a point where it's just sex instead of sexuality. And you lose all the sensuality and the spirituality behind it. How do we change all that? Well, we change it within ourselves first. Um, 
If you're thinking about sex all the time, number one, you need to get some help. You need to start understanding that that is not where your brains are, where your heart is, or where your soul is. That that part of your body is there for other things. It's connected, but it's not the focal point. It is not the hub of your existence. If you are having trouble not focusing on sex, you need to get help. If you don't believe that you need to get help, I will help you. What you need to start doing is to start thinking about somebody other than yourself. That there are millions and millions of people around you who are connected to you, whether you think you know them or not, who are in this world, who are struggling for existence, who want to be loved, who want to be appreciated, who need to be liked. They need the friendship and community of family. They need family, um, whether that's extended by blood or not. Um, they need to know that they're important, that they're unique, and you're there to help them. That's what your job is as a human being, not to think about sex, not to think about having sex with them or why you wouldn't want to have sex with them, that that, that being your focal point. Eating has become sexual. It always was in many literature. Um, much of literature, you know, you'd have a whole scene of two people who were eating because the eating of food is a sensual thing. We are filling our bodies with um, uh, sustenance that is spiritual and and electromagnetic in nature. So, of course, it causes a lot of energy to go on when we're eating. And as you're eating with somebody that you may be attracted to or interested in, you're both eating together, that dinner out becomes a sexual experience. Dancing is a sexual experience. That's why, in the old days, you checked with the man who was with the woman before you asked the woman, who still could say no, whether she would dance with you. You didn't just assume that this was going to happen because it's a sensual, sexual thing to do. Uh, having conversations on the Internet these days. People are having sex on the Internet. How, how you do that, I'm not quite sure, but... I understand it enough that you can communicate through emails and IM messages so that you feel like you're with that person, but you don't even know who they are. What kind of sexuality is that? What kind of spirituality is involved with giving away your power as a woman and as a man to someone you don't know? And then, we, of course, we have pornography. And that's going on on the Internet. It's going on in our movies uh, that we see in the movie theaters without us even realizing it. And um, in most of literature, you'll see something that has to do with pornography. It's, it ends now is accepted. It's like, oh, yeah, they got to have that because that's what they need. It's like bullshit. You don't need it. Excuse my French, but you don't. Um, yeah. And if you think that I'm nuts or I'm being prudish or whatever, good. Because I think prudishness should come back into into our everyday lives that we need to hold something sacred, that the spiritual aspect of procreating and recreating ourselves is a sacred thing. It's not something to be given away for nothing. And that it's a powerful thing and that we don't need to, especially as women, give away our power. And that you don't need to see more power in men. They don't need Viagra. They don't need extends. They don't need the television commercials telling them, wow, guess what? Guess what you can have now? Because guess what? That's all you're going to have. That's about it. And if that's what you thought your whole life was for, then then I feel sorry for you. If you think, if you're young enough and you're thinking that that's all that life is, I beg you to get some help because you need help. <laughs> you need help. And for you women out there who are promoting these products um, for men, 
to extend and and grow and and anything else. I mean, I just get hundreds of these spam emails. They just make me sick. But for you women out there who are promoting this because you think it's cool and you'll be loved more and you'll be loved better because you understand this, you need some help too. What you need to understand is that you have power. And that by doing what you're doing, you are giving up that power. And that is not what we do. That is not how you become a whole human being. The way you become a whole human being is knowing enough about yourself, having enough respect and love for yourself to empower others through your heart and your soul. You empower them. You don't give away your power. You empower them. And you empower them enough so that they feel good enough about themselves where they're not so scared and full of uh, low self-esteem that they think that sex is the only way to prove that they're human and that they're special. And by empowering your children, you do the same thing. If you empower them as boys and girls, as, as girls who can go ahead and play baseball, and boys, if they want to play dress-up, can do that too. You empower them to be the individuals they were born to be so that they don't feel so powerless, so that they don't try to use their bodies to recreate a power that we have taken away from them. Um, that all sounds maybe a little complicated to people, but listen to the whole podcast again and you'll get it. We have absolute power within us to heal ourselves, to, re to recreate ourselves, to create the world around us in a way that we want it to be created, and what we're doing instead is we're screwing it up, and I use that word on purpose. We're just saying, okay, let's just screw everybody, screw you, and you're always screwing me, and I want to screw everybody, and sex is the only way to go, and that's where my power is, you guys say, and that's where I want my man to be, you women say, is this powerful monster that, that we created through drugs, and, um, and, and, and then that's what our society becomes, and we wonder, we sit back and wonder why our young children are doing what they're doing, thinking that having babies is the only way to find love and doing it together because they know they're alone and their parents not understanding how this happened and uh, and getting into drugs and being on the internet and meeting people who say, I love you and let's have sex and then they go meet them. Um, I have a client with a 14-year-old daughter who got messed up in one of those things and, and she's very hard on her daughter, watches everything she does on the internet and still it happened. So uh, the predators are out there, and where these predators have come from is we are we recreate them all the time. You know, sexual predators on the internet are not this one in, one in a million thing anymore. This is one in ten. Where do they come from? They come from us. We allow the movies to happen. We allow the music. We allow the YouTube stuff. We allow the literature. We allow the language. You know, did you hear any 18-year-olds today who aren't constantly using the F words all the time as if it's and and but and the, you know, the, the articles of, of language? Um, we allow this and we promote it through our through our silence. We don't say anything. We don't stop reading. We don't stop going to movies. We don't stop watching the videos. We don't do any of that. We just condone it with our silence. And if you look back through history, anytime a nation or a, a people has condoned things with silence, it ends up to be... Um, genocide and we are causing genocide in our youngsters in our whole spiritual and sensual society our american society um and many european societies also but america is not the america i used to know it's not the place that i grew up and i want it back i want my country back
So, we talk about sex today, and I probably get four billion hits from weirdos all over the planet who think I'm going to talk about the dirty stuff with sex, and that's what they want to hear. You all need to go get help. And for those of you who listen to me all the time, you know that I have to do these things. So, um, bear with this podcast and pass it on. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. There's um, a lot of new links on there, especially the ones about the uh, water system, and if any of you have received some emails from me or my staff, it's because we totally believe in the water crisis that's going on on our planet, and if you don't believe it, look around you. And every time somebody says it's not going to happen here, it does. And every time somebody says to me, well, the water will be back next week and we won't have to worry about it, so why do I even want to listen to this? Because it's not going to come back. And I've told you about it before. I've told you what's going to happen with, with the environment and the earth and the changes that are going on. And look around at the drought-stricken areas and the water crisis in the United States and then look around in the countries around us. Australia, you know it. I saw you on, on, on my map. Um, uh, Japan and China, you know about it. People over in France and um, uh, the UAE, you know about it. Um, you're all on my maps, and then of course we have the in our own country here we have the desert southwest, and people say, well, how are you going to make water from air when the air is so dry? You still can make water, six to eight gallons a day. And uh, I have a whole water system, so people say, well, you have a whole house water system. What are you worried about? If there's a hurricane, your water's still clean. Well, yeah, except that if the water's really bad, then the water utility company turns off the utility, and you don't have water anymore. So um, we know that we need water to exist, that we're 80% water, so I think I better have something around where I can have water. So then people say, well, I'll go out and make sure I have eight or ten bottles of water right before a hurricane. Have you ever been through a hurricane and gone to get water right before it comes? Number one, you won't find it. If you do find it, it'd probably be about $5 a gallon. And it doesn't stay in those plastic bottles forever. The bacteria builds up in them if you don't use it. And then you throw away the plastic bottle, and it takes a 1,000 years for it to, to decompose. And so we're filling up our landfills with all kinds of chemicals from the plastic bottles. And it's going to affect our children and our grandchildren. And, of course, Mother Earth in the end. So anyway, go to, go to the website and uh, click on some of those new links and understand this. This is happening, and it's not a fear-driven thing. It's reality. So learn how to live on this earth and to survive. That was the last podcast. Part of it is taking responsibility and taking the next step forward. Know that that it's true. It's not a scam of any kind. It's not a sales pitch of any kind. Um, I talk from experience, and I talk from a lot of research, and I have researched and researched and researched water now for years and years and years. And uh, nothing that I'm telling anybody about water is fabricated in any way. So learn it, do the research and understand it, and then go back to sex again and understand that if you start studying water, maybe you won't be so obsessed with sex and we can find better ways to be better people. As a matter of fact, if we're hydrated and taking the right the uh, right supplements and eating correctly and stretching and exercising, you don't even think about sex. You're too busy living and enjoying the clouds and the birds and the tree frogs and all the other sounds that you have outside and the clouds in the afternoon and the swimming pools and um, without chlorine, without fluoride. You start enjoying your life and, and sex just becomes a... A, uh, a spiritual connection between two people that's based in love and not in power. And it's based in a, in a process of we want to connect in a union, not just connect. Um, and that's a whole different thing. So 
go to earthwalk-usa.com, pass this on, thank all of you for listening. I uh, always appreciate all of you, and I try to mention some of your areas at least when I when I do get a chance. Um, Dave and Ann and Tracy, by the way, uh, thank you for your note a couple weeks ago. Uh, Arlene, get on the ball, kid, and um, the rest of you, come back in a few days, and I'll be back. Thanks. This is Rainy G.